Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairground. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com. In a hearing yesterday on the Hill, you got a taste of just how radical these people are. And when I say these people, I mean people in, in charge, if you will. The CHIPS Act was ostensibly created to really move semiconductor manufacturing down the line. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. But in this back and forth with Senator Ed Markey of Massachusetts, of the guy who on the Senate side brought us the Green New Deal, and Secretary of Commerce Gina Raimondo, the former governor of Rhode Island, the very idea of the manufacturing of semiconductors as a matter of national security becomes nearly inconsequential. So, Madam Secretary, um... I understand that you're committing to ensuring that companies make good on their environmental commitments. Is that right? Environmental commitments of, 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 of what? This is where it gets not rational, but maddening. How a conversation starts versus how it ends. First, the response from Secretary Raimondo. Yes, and it isn't social policy. It's good business. Every CEO of every American company will tell you they have to manage risk. And there's risk associated with climate events. And if we don't plan for those climate events, uh, then they can insert risk into these projects, whether it's broadband or chips. So this is uh, companies ought to design projects to minimize adverse impacts to the project from climate and the environment now you could clearly talk to people and find that they move a company here and they move a company there or they spread out manufacturing across a certain uh, series of areas because something that happens in area one shouldn't affect the entirety of the business you still have area two three and four that is a standard practice that is the market doing its job wait for it that this is just good business and good taxpayer protection. It has nothing to do with the social agenda. Oh, great. So, me- She said right there, for your ears, this has nothing to do with the social agenda. Watch that get blown up. Agenda. Oh, great. So major, major manufacturing activities, including chips manufacturing, can also lead to significant environmental justice. I guess it is part of the social agenda if environmental justice is part of the conversation. Remember, anything justice, social justice, racial justice, environmental justice, means wealth redistribution. It's all it means. It is talking point pablum from progressives, nay socialists, to say what is necessary here is the redistribution of wealth. Concerns for communities surrounding the manufacturing plants, developing chips, 
CHIPS IS AN INCREDIBLY WATER, ENERGY, AND CHEMICALLY INTENSIVE PROCESS. THE CHEMICALS CURRENTLY USED IN SEMICONDUCTOR FABRICATION ARE EXTREMELY DANGEROUS TO WORKERS, COMMUNITY MEMBERS, AND THEIR FAMILIES. NEW TECHNOLOGIES AND PROCESSES ARE NEEDED TO MANUFACTURE SEMICONDUCTORS WITHOUT THESE RISKS. SO CAN YOU TELL US HOW YOU'RE PRIORITIZING THAT RESEARCH SO THAT IT'S TRULY GREEN AND CLEAN in the semiconductor fabrication technologies. Yes. So in addition to companies who are applying for taxpayer money, they have to they have to show us a financial plan, an R&D plan, a security plan, and we want to see a sustainability plan that we can evaluate to um, make sure that they're serious about these commitments. So never mind where we are on subsidies. This has nothing to do with a social agenda. But for a company to be able to get access to federal funds, they have to do everything we have on our social agenda to be green enough in order to get them. That's a remarkable change from this is just good business to we force these things upon them. That's a false market. The market isn't making decisions. These bureaucrats are making decisions and using the force of government to do it. This is abusive. Nothing to be in favor of here. This is some of the stuff that needs to just get ripped asunder. Senator Marquis is shameful. Secretary Raimondo is a fool. And lying to you that somehow this is just good business. If it was good business, business would do it. This isn't good business. This is forced business. And that's something entirely different altogether. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. So let's get back to this mayor's race in Indianapolis and why it matters. And answer some questions from yesterday, a night with WIBC, where... I clearly have differences with my fellow hosts, and that's completely fine. Differences are fine. I plan on making my case, though. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC, good morning. If you're in Marion County, you vote for Jefferson Shreve over Joe Hogsett. This is not a question. But it is acceptable to note that Jefferson Shreve has done a terrible job. And I don't care how many calls I get from his team. How many texts? Let's discuss the bad job you've done. Because your team forgot the first rule. They don't care what they say about you. Destroying you is the only thing that matters. Acquiescing to their insanity is a fool's errand. Failing to recognize your differences with strength and conviction leads to bad results. And if you, with all that money, can't beat Joe Hogsett after what he's done in eight years to Indianapolis, my God, what good are you? How bad are you at this? And the answer is possibly pretty bad. 
Now, I say that knowing that there is an uphill battle. We shouldn't deny that there's an uphill battle. You're talking about Indianapolis. You're talking about Marion County, where the Democratic registration way exceeds the Republican registration. But there's a moment, and it's obvious, even if you were to take uh, the polling from Indy politics as, as Bible, well, 47, 37, 16% undecided, 47 Hogsett, 37 uh, Shreve. And you can argue that that's, that that creates an issue because that doesn't show Hogsett over 50% and walking away with this thing. It shows everything's still possible. Well, it was a margin of error of 4.9%, 400 uh, potential voters. I, I don't know what, supposed to, what I'm supposed to say about this poll in terms of giving it any credence, but it's the only thing that you've got. It's clear, without even seeing the polling, that Indianapolis is bothered by what they're seeing, Marion County is bothered by what they're seeing, and they're not fans of Hogsett. They're not. They're not fans of Hogsett. Opportunity reigns. It's hard to have opportunity to to engage the opportunity, uh, capitalize on the opportunity, when you start with a, ooh, well, what really, we really need to do is have a, a gun plan like, like uh, Hogsett, and that way more people will like us. No. No, that isn't the way it works. You don't start off with accepting their mantra. You start off by saying the NRA isn't killing people on the streets of Indianapolis. That is a pathetic disgusting lie told by a small man who hasn't been able to keep this city safe. Hogsett blames others as opposed to taking responsibility for his own failures. That's not a leader. I'm Jefferson Shreve. I'll take the hits. I'll take the hits so your kids don't have to in the streets of Indy. That is leadership. That isn't what you did, Jefferson Shreve. And the buck stops with you. You did this. And I will tell you this nose to nose. I have no worry of whether or not we're ever friends. Happy to have you on the show. Happy to have the conversations. Happy to have the debates. But this is much more of a, let's understand where we all are. Let's understand that you have a team that isn't doing the job for you. No one hires Mark Lubbers again. He is not willing to fight the way a fight has to be fought. He's not willing. He might be a nice guy. You might want to have a beer with him. I've never met the man. But what I have seen is he's not willing to fight. And if Mitch Daniels wants to argue this with me, I'm a fellow of the Mitch Daniels Leadership Foundation. Let's go argue it. That guy won't fight the way you need to fight to win today. And you fight by not giving an inch, by sharing your vision. So let's share a vision, shall we? Let's share the vision of why, if you're in Marion County, you're going to vote for Jefferson Shreve. It's the same reason you voted for Trump over Hillary Clinton. Because reality is in your face. You and I could argue that what we want was better. We wanted a better candidate. We wanted the campaign better run. 
we want stronger this. And you can argue it on a mayoral side or a gubernatorial side or, 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 or any uh, federal official. You could argue that the last thing you want to see in a presidential election, the very last thing that you want to see is an election between Donald Trump and Joe Biden. Oh, God! You can argue that. You can argue that I don't want to see why is it the best we can do, Donald Trump and Joe Biden. (laughs) The last thing in the world you want is these two octogenarians or near it running for president. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria. But if that's what you get, what are you going to do? This is exactly why the never Trump position is the most ridiculous, intolerable position out there. There are times within reason you have to take a shot. There's never a reason to vote for a communist. No matter how bad things are, a communist can make it worse. But there is no reason that you could look at this and say, they're the same guy, I'm just not going to vote. That's not an argument. In my view, that's not an argument. My view stipulates that with Jefferson Shreve, you have a chance at something better. Not a guarantee. I'm going to say it again. Not a guarantee. With the ways he has moved in this campaign, not a guarantee. What you have is a chance because Hogsett's failure as mayor is a baseline. He is a failed mayor. You know exactly how the failure is going to build and grow. This guy doesn't have time to be mayor. He only has time to stuff his face full of pizza while his chief of staff gives you the finger. By the way, where is that photo? Somebody's got it. Can you post that again? Can you post that photo again of of the super creepy dude, Thomas Cook, giving everybody the finger? Everyone should know what it is that Mayor Hogsett and his team of children think of you. Remember, Hogsett doesn't even run on a, on a, uh, on a mission. He doesn't run on, on, on a value proposition. He runs on abortion and Trump. The mayor of Indianapolis has nothing to do with abortion, can't change anything. What are you talking about? Trump has nothing to do with what's going on in the city of Indianapolis. Although Trump did give more money to electric buses, Hogsett should be loving that man. Hogsett gladly took Trump's money for electric buses that have destroyed businesses in Indianapolis. You see that, Shreve team? That's how you do it. We need to be clear that we aren't going to get perfection sometimes. We're not going to get everything sometimes. And I don't like it either. Incrementalism is sometimes the best you can do. And I believe in taking the shot and rolling the dice. If you say to me, I'm not gonna vote, it can't get any worse than this. (laughs) Children, please. How bad is it? Don't sugarcoat it. Give it to me straight. Want coffee? I think I need some coffee. Time to fill up on the news. Tony Katz. 
93 WIBC. Good morning. Dow futures down 52. NASDAQ futures are unchanged. Why in the world? Wait a second. I'm not wrong. Today's Thursday. Why is is a BLS report out today? Shouldn't that be out on Friday? I don't think that this is... It, it, CNBC is reporting U.S. jobless claims. Oh, jobless claims. Sorry. Sorry. Increasing to 207,000 for the week. The expectation was 210,000. Sorry, I'm, I'm wrong. I almost freaked. Like, I didn't know where I was. I didn't know what was happening. Dogs and cats living together. Mass hysteria. The numbers are out they, the first Friday uh, of, of the month. And so I was like, this is weird that this would be uh, would be happening. Uh, as we have discussed the markets uh, many times, things are, are not good and things are only seemingly more problematic as, as we go down the line. In Congress, well, in Congress, it seems to be Scalise versus Jordan. That seems to be where we're at. And I don't see how that is uh, going to be changing. It's going to be one of those two. Scalise, the number two man, to uh, McCarthy. And you have Jim Jordan, who is having McCarthy people working the phones for him to try and secure votes to be the next speaker. That's where we're at. This is what's happening. Now, of course, there's the possibility of of Donald Trump. Of course, there's the possibility of Donald Trump as speaker. That's not going to happen. Oh, don't get me wrong. It'll make a story. It will make a story. But it ain't gonna happen. So everyone's just gonna have to learn to live with 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 the uh, <laughs> with the pain, if you will. Jordan or Scalise, Tom Emmer. I'm not hearing anything anymore except from day one. It's still possible he's congressman from Minnesota. Could somebody else get into this race? Absolutely. I think it's down to two. Will life be better with Jim Jordan as speaker? I don't know. Do I like Jim Jordan? Yes. But if he's getting help from the McCarthy camp, uh, are, are you sure? And what exactly must he do to prove to you his conservative bona fides? McCarthy was never, in my view, a conservative, but we had already seen some positive revol- results of him being speaker. The clean continuing resolution... You could argue it was because guys like Matt Gates wouldn't pass the continuing resolutions that had the 8% cuts. And if we're going to argue a purity test, Gates should have been calling for McCarthy's head when the first conversation of a continuing resolution came on. He should have said, we're going to pass 12 appropriations bills. We're not doing continuing resolutions. And if you put this forth, that's when I'm calling for the motion to vacate. No, only when he worked with the Democrats did McGates call for the motion to vacate. Political, not about McCarthy. I'm willing to fight that one all the way. 
But as we often say, the world is crazy, but we don't have to be. We do not have to be. That's why we take a moment on these Thursdays to take a breath, roll down the window in our cars, uh, open the windows in the house, step outside on the back porch or the deck or on the front door or in our office, just take a break, whatever it is. And we do the TK Thursday music moment. Uh, to do this, uh, and, and I swear to you, uh, the last thing I, I, I'm here to do is, uh, is, is make Rob Kendall happy. That is not my objective on this program. Um, but I realized in all the songs that I have done, I have never done any Bruce. I have never done, I don't believe I've ever done any Springsteen. Um, I haven't done Backstreets. I haven't done uh, Thunder Road or Jungle Land, uh, anything like that. Um, but if you want the song that uh, that I think that, would I say most talks about Bruce in a, way uh in that poet style of of johnny cash i think it's atlantic city from nebraska was this 1982 1982 roll down your windows guys it's gonna be okay take a breath take a beat the world is crazy we don't have to be enjoy the chicken man in philly last night now they blew up his house too down on the boardwalk they're getting ready for a fight gonna see what them racket boys can do now there's trouble busting in from out of state and the
down here. It's just winners and losers and don't get caught on the wrong side of that line. Well, I'm tired of coming out on this losing end. So, honey, last night I met this guy and I'm gonna do a little favor for him. was the song to me that's as quintessential of the literally I'm just trying to get out of Asbury Park I'm just trying to get out of Freehold would somebody listen to me as as anybody else Bruce's politics aside that's well done was mentioning earlier that nobody asked the question where was uh, Joe Hogsett for two nights of riots and uh, some people have said to me well what about the story in the uh, Indy Star you mean where we got the non-answer you can actually find that at WIBC.com Kendall and Casey talked about it the, the non-answer that's not asking a question that's not investigating where he was I did hear from someone at the IBJ, oh, oh, we wrote about this. And I said, I'll happily correct the record and no problem. I think that this, this, well, I'm a believer in clarity. I, di- I didn't understand that I wasn't clear. So maybe I should say it in a different way. When it comes to two nights of riots in Indianapolis where two people were murdered and the destruction was Pretty solid, worse than other cities, but pretty solid. Where's the outrage? Where is it? Why doesn't it exist? Indianapolis will show you outrage on a multiplicity of things, not this. I put forth to you that the lack of conversation comes from a lack of questioning. And again, I go back to the journalists of Indianapolis to wonder why this isn't on the daily. Then again, these are the same journalists who will accept the idea that Mayor Hogsett has meetings uh, with, with the press. Just remember, pencil and paper only. I can't record? What year is it? 1807? They accept anything. I do not change my view of the real issues regarding journalism in Indianapolis that seems to be utilized on a when-needed basis. People got killed, cities set on fire, And it isn't the question every day. Nobody's done some investigation. Is there a FOIA request out there? Oh, that's right. I know there's one guy uh, on Twitter who says he's put in the FOIA request. He's not getting any responses. Maybe that in and of itself is a story. Maybe. Meanwhile, we'll talk about the speaker's race on Tony Katz today. Kurt Schlichter of Town Hall uh, scheduled to join me. And uh, I I asked for help in writing... um, 
my bio. I'm speaking to the Bartholomew County GOP tonight, and they needed a bio from me to to introduce me. So I, I asked the people, Matt Bear. I said, "What should I put in the bio? You tell me what what to put in, and and I'll and I'll and I'll put in it put it put it in the bio." So this is what we have uh, so far. Um, Tony Katz is the award-winning host of Tony Katz in the Morning News on 93.1 FM WIBC in Indianapolis. He also hosts the syndicated Tony Katz Today daily radio program and the nationally syndicated Eat, Drink, Smoke, the largest cigar, bourbon, and lifestyle radio show in the United States. Perfect. This Jew loves bacon. Okay. I, what? That's, that's in there. That's, that's, that's in the bio. His friends refer to him as Boo Bear. Daddy loves a good cigar. In this case, he is daddy. So that's that's all. That's good. You put that's it all, all together for bio. a bio, and it's really good, actually. It's right, right. So I think <laughs> it that's works. it. It's good. So, so that's that's how I'm introducing myself to Bartholomew County. I'm sure I'll be invited back. BartholomewCounty.gop. 